millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, I'm Sarah. And I'm Toby. And this is the Whispering Woods Extra. This extra is all about... Spooky stories. Yeah. They all mention Christmas, but they're not necessarily around Christmas. Um, I've just done an episode with three spooky stories. All right? Yeah. And just a reminder that there won't be any new episodes for the next couple of weeks, but we will be releasing some of our Wednesday Whispers. Right, are you ready for the first story? Yes, I am. This is what I believe to be the truth. I am totally open to the possibility that it was a hallucination, or a trick of the eye, or something else, just looking for some ideas. This is the only explanation I can come up with. Maybe I was dreaming, or seeing things, Or something else. I'm just hoping for some feedback. Ever since I was a kid, I've had encounters with dark figures. But they stopped bothering me after a while. All I would see now and then was a vague outline in the corner of my eye. Or a strange sensation of being watched. Nothing too serious. But that changed on the night before Christmas Eve. I had trouble falling asleep that night because I'd worked late and was still wired. Earlier that day, when I was getting ready to leave, I felt a cold touch on my foot from under the bed. I shrugged it off, thinking it was just a weird feeling, but it was broad daylight and I was in a hurry. That night, when I finally dozed off, I was woken up by scratching sounds. That wasn't unusual, because we had mice in the attic every winter, and they were harmless. But the next time I heard it, it was different. It sounded like... I don't know how to describe it, but it sounded like someone gently dragging their finger across the wall. Not digging into it, just barely touching it. 
I also noticed that my wardrobe door was open. In my culture, that's a bad sign. I always keep it closed with a string, which someone had to untie to open it. That made me think something was wrong. But I was so exhausted that I decided to ignore it. I turned on the light and saw nothing. So I got a glass of water, calmed myself down and went back to sleep. When I woke up around seven, I was lying on my side with the wall in front of me. Suddenly, I felt a strong impulse to turn around and I did so without hesitation. I saw a shadowy figure, I don't know how but I sensed it was male, standing about a metre from my bed. It seemed to be facing me, but strangely, it had no head. It was not a bloody or gory sight, it just had a smooth line from one shoulder to the other. It also lacked hands, its arms just tapered off into blunt points. I noticed right away that it was rather short, maybe less than five feet. I'm 5'11 and it was clearly shorter than me. I was not scared at all, I just thought, wow, this is really happening. And then, you don't look like what I expected. I used to see a huge shadow figure, often as a kid, so that's what I thought a shadow person would look like. Then I snapped out of it and ran for the light switch. I had to go past the figure to reach it. It didn't move or flee, just stayed still. As I went by it, I felt a chill and a heaviness in the air. That's the best way I can put it. When I turned on the light, it started to disappear like a mist, but I could still see its shape for a few moments. It looked like, you know when the road is very hot and you can see the air shimmering? Well, it was like that but in the form of a shadow. I come from Ireland, and I thought this was one of the sea, so I told it to go away in Irish. I felt the fear go away for a bit, but when I went back to my bed to think about what happened, I felt a cold breeze coming at me, and I sensed some anger or irritation. But I don't know where or what it came from. It was like the air was mad at me, Of course, I decided that this was not something I wanted to deal with and left the room. When I shut the door, I saw that my two pet ferrets were both awake and their fur was all puffed up. I took them both to my room and they both started to spit and fluff up their fur at something. I'd never seen them behave like this before, so it really scared me. I wanted to believe that this was just a hallucination but their actions made me feel more afraid. I was afraid that it was the fear torture of Irish folklore, a shadow man of the sea, who warns you of your death. But it didn't match any of the stories of him from our mythology, which was honestly the best Christmas gift ever. I thought I was going to die for a while. Anyway, if you read this far, thank you. And please tell me if you have any ideas of what this was if I did something wrong or what I should do next. Thank you and happy holidays. I can't have that touching and anything touching my feet. Yeah, if something, anything touches my feet, it doesn't matter what it is, like, or if I know it's someone doing it, might I just start, like, 
kicking. You do kick out, yeah, because I, <clears throat> I used to do it to wake you up. Yeah. <laughs> to your feet. And something on the reef. That I, we, do you still hear that, whatever it is up on the reef we get every morning? Yeah. Yeah, still I hear it when we're both down the stairs. Mm. Like, what is it? I reckon it's just like a rat or something. No, it's not, because it's, it's actually on the reef. And I, I've, I've put stuff down in the attic as well, just in case. No, I think it's a bird, because it comes at specific times, and it feels, it sounds like it's picking at the tiles, and then it goes. Yeah. And when I f- was hearing it, and I was like trying to hit the ceiling, um, I saw a bird fly off. So I think yeah. it is a bird. I reckon it's like, it's his daily routine. Yeah. Because like, he flies about in the, the village, mm. and he's like, oh, I might go over to Toby's and that. Yeah. Just sit on the roof because it's a good view up here as well. Exactly. Think. Look at the scenery. Yeah. See what we can pack out in the moss. I reckon that is what it is. Mm. Mm. Right. Are you ready for the second scary story? Yes, I am. This happened about nine years ago, and it affected me deeply and still does. My university life was going well until the end of my second year. I shared a house with six guys that year, and we parted a lot. One of the guys had told us earlier that his dad was buying a house nearby and wanted to rent it to students, and he wanted us to be the first tenants. We were happy about that, but we found out that the house only had space for five of us, so we had to tell the other guys to look for another place. It was hard, but we thought it was worth it to keep the party going. The partying had a cost. We were drinking four or five nights a week. Our livers despised us as much as our neighbours. In the midst of all this, I failed a music exam, which I still don't understand. Now I'm a professional musician, and I still don't know how I screwed up such a simple paper. I had to take a reset, which meant going back by train during my summer break. It was not a good situation, but it meant that I'd be the first one to stay in the new house. I was there for one day and night. I had pizza and watched bad TV. My exam was at 9am the next day, so I didn't drink any alcohol or anything else. I wanted to be sharp for this. I didn't want to come back during Christmas break to do it again. That night I felt very weird. I was mad at the situation, more than I should have been since it was my fault. I went to the garden for a cigarette before sleeping. For some reason, I decided to test God that night. I looked at the stars as I exhaled smoke. I kept thinking, if you exist, prove it now. As I expected, nothing. I finished my cigarette and went back inside. We had those push-in lights in the hallway. They were supposed to stay on for five minutes after you pushed them. My friend's dad thought that it would be a good way to save money on the electricity bill. I clearly remember pushing it all the way in. I heard it click as the lights turned on. My room was on the third floor, so I began to climb the stairs. Halfway up, the lights went off. I was really confused. Did the power go out? What was going on? 
I decided to go to my room and tried to turn on the lights from there. When I reached the top of the stairs, I saw a huge flash of blue light in front of me, followed by the most horrifying and loud scream right in my face. I briefly saw the face of a woman in blue. She looked very angry, so I decided to get away. Got to my door. It was locked. Each of our doors has a security code. Fancy stuff. As I entered the code, I remember saying a small prayer in my mind. Please be correct the first time. I often feel when people are looking at me, I can sense it. I look up, and there they are. This time, I felt as if it was stabbing the back of my head, but there was no chance I was looking back. I made it. The door was open. I shut it hard behind me, turned on the light and jumped in my sleeping bag. I covered my head with it for safety like a kid, as if that would protect me from whatever that was. It was 1am. I had an exam in eight hours. Leaving was not an option now. I just had to make it through this. As I was thinking all this, the light started to flicker and swing slightly. I could hear a faint female voice telling me to go to sleep. It took some time, but I eventually did. I phoned my mum in the morning to let her know what had happened. She'd experienced some things herself, so I was sure she'd trust me, even if no one else did. I took my exam in a trance. I was eager to get the train home so I could rest peacefully in my own bed. I slept for 12 hours when I arrived. I deserved it. A month later, we had to move in for real. The guy whose dad owned the place came back with me first. We drank and decided to go out for the night. After a few more drinks, I told him about what had happened when I was there. He wanted me to show him where exactly it all took place when we returned. As I was showing him, he had a strange look on his face. He said that he was helping his dad when they were fixing up the place and that the blue lady had come from an old prayer room. The guy they bought the house from was Seek. After some research, I found out that Seeks pray and worship frequently. This must have been a sacred place. My hostile attitude that night had been rude, and the scream was probably justified. Oh, and one more thing. I passed the exam. Let that be a lesson to you. If you you go to university, don't party too hard. Yeah, I don't reckon I'll go to university anyway. Well, you never know. I didn't go till I was in my 40s. No, late 30s. <laughs> and why I chose to do that, I don't know, but hey. <laughs> yeah, lots of people do, though, innit? Yeah. They've done it in my series on Netflix. What series in Netflix? Dairy Girls. Oh, okay. Like, the mum went back in it. Yeah, nice. Good on her. <laughs> she, she's like you. Yeah. And her sister is because she does them cards tarot and she loves all like that stuff and spiritual stuff yeah (sighs) love it right are you ready for the third and final story yes i am i'm convinced that either me or a relative have an attachment it might be the whole area where i grew up my mother was a rebellious teen She made some bad decisions. 
one of those bad decisions was messing with the dark arts without any knowledge. My mother met my father through dark magic. My father enjoyed dark crafts, and being native, he also practiced native witchcraft. When they lived together, it was a small trailer park where they and their friends would do some foolish things that were not very smart. They didn't stop until a few months after they found out they were having me. But by then, it was too late and they had to move in with my biological grandmother. I was told that things would fly, slam, furniture would get ruined and at one point my father got pulled by his feet by something he couldn't see. I didn't trust them for a while, not until I grew up. A year after I was born, my mother and father moved back to the trailer park, but to a different part of it. My mother tells me that when I was a baby, I would cry all the time when I was at home with her, but be very calm at my grandmother's home. She told me that as I grew older, I would complain more about shadows, things disappearing and having terrible nightmares. When I was about six years old, I remember being soothed by someone after waking up from a nightmare. It was a gentle humming and sometimes I would feel my hair pull as if someone's fingers got caught in it. At the age of seven, my home became a battleground, which ended up with my mother and father splitting up things I witnessed became more common. Doors shutting by themselves, the sinks running, lights switching on and off, things disappearing for a few moments and then coming back. Scratches and bruises on me and my sister showed up, knocks on windows and walls, things moving by themselves, footsteps on the roof at night, voices, screams and singing, and finally shadows or full body apparitions. I hope I spelled that word correctly. It became so bad that me and my sister would intentionally leave plastic bags on the floor to warn us when something came into our room. We both refused to sleep in our rooms by ourselves and would later permanently share a bedroom. The activity increased when I was about nine or ten. I never told my mother about this because she liked to tease me for it. My sister is four years younger than me, so at the time, she had dolls and stuffed animals. She would talk to these dolls often. Some would happen at night. Some would stop before I even entered the room. Almost like those high school conversations among fake friends. I listened to some of the conversations. Some involved death, suicide and abuse. They became worse as she grew older. A lot of the time, the dolls she would talk to would mention hurting me. These dolls scared me. What's worse is that she doesn't even recall these dolls or the conversations she would have with them. For a while, I thought my mind made these conversations up, until I found my little sister's old diary which mentioned the conversations. On another occasion... Me and my little sister are around the ages 12 and 8. We got a new red bunk bed for Christmas. That night before sleeping, we argued about who would get the top bunk. I won, but I wish I didn't. 
9.30pm, I'm in bed ready to sleep. I start to hear things. Bumps, scratches and whimpers. At the time, I thought it was my little sister playing with me. A few minutes go by. I get up and turn the fan off because I'm too cold. When I get back in my bed and get cosy, I start to feel a cold breeze on my right cheek. Puzzled, I look down at the fan, which was still off. I close my eyes again and I hear a whisper. It makes my eyes water writing this, to be honest. It was very clear. A woman's voice, right by my ear. It gently said my name twice, then softly told me to look up. I didn't, I froze. Eventually, I covered my face with my cuddle buddy and my blanket. It scared me, and that fear kept growing when I felt a small pull on my blanket. I remember making myself sleep that night. I didn't sleep on the top bunk for a long time after that, and I was hesitant to after my sister had the same thing happen to her. After we both refused to sleep on the top bunk, my mother sold it and got us a big enough mattress to share, which led to people sitting at the end of our bed and the feeling of someone watching over us. Our mother believed it was a guardian angel or a loved one who had died. All I know is that something was following us everywhere. I could sense it and see it. Around the same time as this, my childhood friend and I were playing outside. It was a normal day, a hot, humid day. We were racing and playing normal kid games when our neighbours invited us over for some ice cream. Our community, everyone knew everyone. I don't recall the exact details or the events before this occasion, but at some point, out of nowhere, that neighbour almost got crushed by a huge tree branch. All of us kids insisted that there was a demon or monster that did it. I remember the dark grey skin, the frightening smile, It looked like a gargoyle, if I'm honest. None of the adults trusted us, even though all five of us saw the same thing. For years we tried to persuade everyone what we saw happened. But no one trusted us, no one believed us. I'm only 19, but I have years and years of paranormal stories to share. From the Jersey Devil my grandmother claims to have seen, to the domestic entities I've lived with forever... The paranormal world is a thousand percent real, and I stand by that. I don't ever intentionally look at these things. They seem to find me somehow. I try to be respectful of the spirits, never trying to provoke them in any way. Living in peace and harmony. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. 
Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Scary freaky dolls. Yeah. Oh, couldn't deal with that whispering. Nah. I just don't like dolls in general. No, we've discussed the we've yeah. discussed dolls and our aversion to them before, haven't we? There's no need for them, is there? <laughs> like, well, Willow might just, not agree, but <laughs> yeah, well, she like they just sit in your room, like staring, staring at you. But they know they know themselves that they've got um, a brain, and they'll take over. Yeah, you mean like yeah. they'll get the best? The best? Yeah. Possessed, like Annabelle. Yeah, Chucky in it. <laughs> well, that's the end of this episode. Hope you enjoyed. We'll catch up with you again soon. We will indeed. We will catch up with you again on Monday with a Wednesday whisper. Take care, everyone. Goodbye. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu.